0: Hey, everyone, we're back with another episode of the Find Your Film podcast. I'm here with Eric Holmes and I'm Greg Sruzavasti. Unfortunately, Bruce Perky right now is in the middle of a, what is it, Eric
1: Holmes, a tornado warning or tornado watch? Tornado warning. Tornado uh, tornado watches. Conditions are right for a tornado. Tornado warning is someone saw a tornado touchdown and it's in the area. So Bruce needs to be hunkered down, hopefully in a basement somewhere. And uh, we'll, we'll get back with him. I'm sure he'll be fine. Well, this is a very good warning for this podcast
0: because joining us in Bruce stead is this very accomplished filmmaker, Juan Diego Escobar Alzate, the director, writer behind Lose the Flower of Evil. Thank you, Juan, for joining us here on the podcast.
2: No, no, no. Thank you. I love this space, of course, and being able to talk with you guys and Genre Freaks. I love this. Well, you know what? Eric
0: Holmes, by the way, listeners, if you listen to our Find Your Film podcast for, I would say maybe the last year and a couple of months, Lose the Flower of Evil is at the top, if not at the top, top of his list of movies you must see. It's available currently on Shutter, Blu-ray, DVD, everywhere you can stream. And well, personally, before we get to that, we love our physical media one, do you have a huge physical media collection? Do you have enough space in your?
2: Yes, yes I do. Yes, I do. In fact, the, the, the thing, the, the media that I love the most uh, being at or the window is, of course, first theatrical and then a physical media. I love DVDs and Blu ray. So I prefer this, of course, than streaming. I love, love, love to have digital media, the booklets, the press kits. I love this. I love to to be involved and to get to know more about each film. So, yeah, I'm a very big uh, Spaghetti Western and Jallo collector. So, yeah. Oh,
0: wow. Eric Holmes, You just, I, I'm sorry, my, my ears. J- spaghetti jello. Western and Jallo. You said the magic <laughs> word. I, I'm suddenly awake. Uh it, Eric Holmes, what's your,
1: fav- what's your favorite JALO film right off the top? just Oh, just, geez. Oh, geez. I, I don't know. Uh, oh. uh, I, you know, we'll just go deep, Red. I, it'll probably change uh, it'll
0: probably, 10 can minutes I, from now. Well, can I, can I say something very quickly? One, I, I read in an interview that maybe I think it was, was it your father? You learned, you watch a lot of movies as a youth watching Westerns with your father. Am I wrong on this?
2: Yeah, I, you're totally, totally right. Totally right. That's basically how I get into film and uh, my father used to put uh, on on Sundays he just put on the TV and there was uh, a, there was westerns of course mm-hmm. like airing uh, so yeah i i started to watch those westerns since i was a kid and and when the internet started to to pop out i i i started to 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 search for these filmmakers that made those westerns that I loved as a child, and it turns out to be a spaghetti western. So I fell in love also with these filmmakers uh, that made the spaghetti westerns. And as a spaghetti western died, many, uh, as you may know, uh, many of the directors turned to to do uh, giallo films. So that's how I get into horror. So that's basically my, my, my background, Western and horror. Now,
0: before we get to more deeping, deep diving into Lose the Flower of Evil, Eric Holmes, what has Juan graciously thrown to you, to your, to your domicile, and what can our podcast listeners glean from this episode? Tell us about it.
1: Well, we do have a couple of uh, DVDs here as well as a bunch of posters and we got a very special uh german uh limited edition dvd uh, actually juan can you tell us a little bit about this one wow because uh, i checked this out this uh, this we got a three disc here and th- this thing's a beauty
2: yeah yeah i mean uh, the film uh, in physical media uh, it, it is in italy in the u.s in the uk uh, and this is this edition in germany and the the newest one is coming out this month uh, from fractured visions is it's going to be i personally think it's the best and more complete of them all uh the, the all the, the the blu-rays or physical media that the film has and that particular one has the motion the motion the, the original soundtrack i mean by brian heater it has a dvd and a blu-ray and a very cool booklet like with 30 different posters oh
1: yeah i, I, I went to the booklet and uh, first of all let, let's get into that um <laughs> Yeah. You're uh the the merchandising the uh the the artwork for your movie. Yeah. Uh the movie's beautiful. The artwork, uh, I got two of the posters hanging up right behind me and I mean look at this thing. Look at that, that thing. It's amazing. You know, I'm I know the answer, but I'm just going to ask. Who does the artwork for your movie?
2: Yeah, I did it myself, uh also with the help with other designers, but yeah, basically uh, as a solo filmmaker, I mean, as an independent filmmaker, I had to to start designing myself. Uh, I'm finding, of course, in, inspiration in 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 posters that I liked a lot. Like, for example, the one you just showed. Uh, there, like the pink one. It's very, very influenced by by Alejandro Jodorowsky's Mexican poster of of it's not a Um What's this one called? I I, 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 I just forgot. It's an, an Alejandro Jodorowsky's film that also Alejandro Jodorowsky is my favorite filmmaker. But yeah, it, that poster is influenced by by one of Alejandro Jodorowsky's film distributed in Mexico by Manticora Distribution. I,
1: I I get that. Uh, I get the influence a lot watching uh, Lose the Flower of Evil because it's it's kind of a front to back narrative. But like Jodorowsky, you had a bunch of. Uh, uh i i mean the tape deck is the is the shining example of the thing yeah. that doesn't quite fit doesn't quite make sense but it's i don't think that tape deck's supposed to be like physically there it it's more represents something um yeah uh for for me possibly the idea of looking towards the future or uh maybe um you know it, the tape deck plays music so this is a uh, possibility of uh creation love you know uh joy okay. stuff like that um
2: well, well interpretation
1: but uh yeah you, the, you have a you have a lot of stuff like that um kind of like yodorowsky and and i mean that guy just turns it up to 11 but the whole his whole movies are pretty much uh just a bunch of uh metaphors uh but what yeah. like what when you're writing lose or when you're directing where I, I don't want to ask where you got your ideas because that's such a stupid question but like um oh, that was gonna be my you, question eric what it we oh, do? <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> But uh, where, um, where do you, I guess, where do you decide to put those little flourishes in? Like, when does it seem right to you? Or uh, that how does the inspiration, like, it, as you're writing, it's like, fuck it, tape deck. We're going to throw it in. There. Like, where, where does that process start?
2: Okay, yeah. First of all, it's important. Say that there's no studio system in this film, so there's no need to sell a film or a producer that's telling me, Oh no, we have to make a film that sells well or whatever. So I just can make, I just did whatever, whatever film I thought that I would like to see by myself. Uh, So, and as I say, this is my old. To Alejandro Jodorowsky and to uh, Baruch Spinoza. Baruch Spinoza is a philosopher that basically I don't believe in God, but I do believe in an idea, in Spinoza's idea of God. He he says uh, he said that uh, God lives everywhere through a smile, through a waterfall, through beauty, through wisdom, through everything. But within that. Uh, God lives the devil I believe in darkness and light and I believe that we are all good and we're all evil at the same time and basically that's why that's the point that I wanted to uh, to start with Luz and basically yeah I'm I'm a poet at heart I'm a poet at heart and I didn't want like for example I don't like films uh, that are very well studied do you know what I mean? like oh in the beginning we have to make this and it means In minute 10, there's have to be uh, something that happens so that we can get the the viewer's attention. And in minute 30, there has to be a jump scare and the the climax. I don't give a shit about that. I don't give a shit about that. I don't think that film and art can be formulaic. I don't believe in Hollywood system though. I think that film is an experience and an artwork that can make you heal and can make you feel things uh, that are not studied, that cannot be explained. I mean, when I watched the film, I I, I saw The Witch, for example, uh, and, and when I first watched it, I fell in love, but I knew that people, that it will have two sides, people that love it or people who hate it. I personally don't give a shit if people hate this movie. If people hate Luz, I wanted to hate them so much. But if people love this film, I wanted to love it so much. I, 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 As I say, this is a film that it's pure light and pure dark. There's no middle ground. And that's exactly what I wanted to portray with Luz. You said the
0: word interpretation when, when Eric was giving his interpretation. And is that one of the joys with making this movie as an artist, not just as a craftsman? You are an, a, a true artist mm-hmm. and you get so many different interpretations. You don't believe in God. I was raised Catholic. I believe in God. But when I look at other films in cinema, I put The Flower of Evil as high up there as far as movies that really question and strengthens one's faith. How how great has it been for you just to get those two sides of the coin regarding faith and nature, all these different interpretations, but telling you how much this film has reaffirmed their their love or their divorce from faith? It must be such an empowering experience for you as an artist.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Basically, the thing that I like, that that I think is the most important of them all, or that I wanted to question, is the idea of of faith, especially. Uh, We here in South America, especially in Colombia and my family, I was raised Catholic too, but since a very early age... I, I was sort of an outcast. I didn't believe in God. I didn't believe in the. I mean, my hometown is called Manizales, and my and for example, the my my fellows uh, there, or how how to say, my friends at school. When we graduated, they wanted they they didn't have dreams of their own. There were dreams from their fathers. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I want to be uh, an engineer because my father is an engineer, and I want to continue with that. So they didn't have dreams of their own. In my particular way, I always was the outcast. I wanted to be a filmmaker that I, I didn't believe in God. I, I was totally an outcast. Uh, and this basically this film, I wanted to portray uh, or, or, or this film also serves as a metaphor for my hometown. Uh, I mean, we always believe in this patriarchy uh, because uh, here Latin America, as you may know, is very known for machismo. I don't know this special word in Spanish, but it's basically manhood, that men rule over everything. And I don't think that. I think that nature and beauty and pureness of, for example, femininity, uh, that for me, those are the most beautiful things, femininity and nature rules over us. And we as, mankind, as, as men, uh, we tend to think that we are high there uh, and that we can rule over everything. But I think that men, through religion and through manhood, corrupts everything they touch. I mean, a woman, a, a, a femininity, a, and of course, nature as well. So all my inspiration since I was a child, I was it was due to religion definitely, and I wanted to make my first film and definitely uh, and also my next future. It's also kind of has to do with religious themes. I I love religious themes and and I want I don't believe I I really don't believe in religion. I think that I, there's a, a very important part in the film that they say when when they let up when the girls. Uh, let go of Jesus. It's when you have it inside. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to go pray to God, but if you have it inside, it's all that matters. That's basically what I think. That people, in, in whatever you believe in, if you have it inside, you don't have to go to church and pay and whatever. I mean, for for me, like for example, preachers and priests—they're full of shit. If, if you think about religion, I think that it's important that you believe in your own religion but yourself i mean not paying money to the church or whatever i mean they, they for me there are a bunch of, of of hypocrisy in 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 in, in the church uh, but i think religion is something beautiful i think religion is as an idea is something beautiful but it, when it comes to the church i hate that so i think that uh that when you let... I mean, that not to trust very much, really, a priest or preacher. They are just full of lies and words and this kind of thing. So that's basically why this film doesn't have many, many, many silences. And the preacher is always preaching. People say, like, oh, there's too much text, too much text over. But for me, that's preaching, exactly. I mean, if it it wasn't for, for words or through speaking... Preaching won't be preaching, so that was um, basically
1: mine. My- I'm an atheist. I, I don't really get too much shit for that. What What's the culture like where you're from? Because uh, I, I I suspect that there's a really high uh, amount of Catholics around where you're from. Yeah, yeah. Do I mean- you get do you get a lot of uh, side eyes or like is something like that? Uh, for instance, is someone in Afghanistan? Uh, did something uh you know uh disparaging the Quran, for example, uh they would be seen as apostate, they probably get killed, uh at the very least, disowned by their family. Is it is it that kind of is it that strong where, where you live or in your culture?
2: No, I mean I mean we're uh, like people in my hometown and in Colombia and I would say in most of Latin America it's very Catholic. However, people believe in in I mean we can have whatever idea we have and, and it's not that like Uh, like as you said, like radical. It's not like that. Uh, We can think whatever, but of course, people roll me the eyes. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, here in Colombia, the film didn't play well. Wow, That's a surprise. people tend to like the film abroad. And for me, I just make this film for me and and a film that I wanted to make. I didn't have a clue that people are go- were going to 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 buy it on the other part of the world or that it will get distribution. I just made it a film for me and maybe that my mother can watch it and say, okay, you made a film and whatever. But...
1: What does your mom think of the film? Has she seen it yet or...?
2: Yeah, I mean... She doesn't care about the topics, but uh, she does care, of course, uh, about the, the process that, that I have had as a filmmaker. And of course, the credibility for her is very important that the film got and that, that I just got. So she just don't care about the topics, she just let me be whatever I am. Uh, and yeah, and move forward, I mean with professionalism and and this and basically that's that that's that's very important for me.
0: One well, how how much how, how cool was it for you to collaborate with Yuri Vargas because we we talk about artists and and people who and she's very she's very popular and you know most people Man or woman, they can just, actually, I think Bruce is actually coming in here. Hold on. Let me admit Bruce in here. Let's see if that'll work with Bruce with the iPhone, but people can play it safe artistically, but she decided to, she believed in your vision and- you know, she, you were talking about rolling the dice. She, she rolled the dice because she believed in you. And most importantly, she believed in your story. How much does that mean for you as a collaborator when you see some, an artist who's successful, but is willing to just, just put it all out there and just go to, go to the, go, go to Mother Nature with you for 23 days without Wi Fi and do all that stuff with a great cast as well?
2: No, that was insanely cool, of course, because as you said, Juri is, Juri uh, Vargas is very well known here in Colombia. She's one of the top, uh, like Colombia is very well known for soap operas, uh, and here Juri Vargas is one of the top. So basically, she always have uh, all his year uh, the agenda very much. Like she, her schedule is very tight. You know what I mean? So when I start, when I, when I sent this script to her, of course I didn't have the money. I mean, uh, we didn't have the the money to to pay to her. Uh, but she fell in love with the character and she wanted to portray for the first time, a lead role on, on a film. She is one of the most popular actresses in soap operas, but she never has starred on a film before. And, and, and in terms of horror, uh, there's no big horror films in, in Colombia neither. So she wanted to, she 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 just took the leap, the leap of faith because she liked uh, one of my previous short films called The Colors of Hope and Wonder. Uh, and she just, uh hop on board she wanted to be part of this and and we became very good friends and she's also part of my next film so yeah we became very good friends with with her and with her with her husband that's jim munoz that plays adam in the film it's amazing by the way the actor who plays el senor is fantastic i think perfect casting as well so oh he's insanely cool i mean conrado for me, it's one of the top actors here in the country in terms of genre films that we don't have a lot. But I think his looks, his facial expression, his tone, his muscles, I mean, he, he, the bigness of this guy. I think he's he have all the potential to become a a, a, a cult actor here. So hoping that that goes well.
1: Derek, you're to gonna- Oh, I was going to I was going to say uh, is, is Bruce here?
0: He was here and then he left. Uh, I don't know. He, oh, okay. he might pop. He's a phantom. He might pop in and out. <laughs> I,
1: I I wanted to introduce and maybe have him join in. Oh shoot! I just lost the thread. Well, I, I guess I will ask about the, uh, the the. There's one scene in particular. The uh, early on, you have the the women during the the lake, a little yeah. waterfall area. Uh, the guys are talking about them. The the one guy's kind of lear, Adam's, leering at them, and the the other guy behind, like saying that their their angels are perfect. Uh, but they're they're washing themselves and so i i I just thought that was kind of a a weird the the idea that if you're perfect you shouldn't have to clean yourself so i or maybe i'm just looking too deep into that and on that part uh their back is always facing the camera even at the end of that scene they're all uh walking away on horses is there any is there any special meaning behind that or am i just am i just looking too deep into nothing (laughs)
2: Yeah, I, I would I would say that you're digging too deep. I, mean, okay, I just, just, I, I, just wanted, <laughs> I I just wanted like to portray. Uh, I mean, I'm also a huge enthusiast of paintings, and I wanted to make this film also that the most idyllic looking thing, like the most the, the most ed, like the even I don't know the word. Yeah, like something yeah. like mm-hmm. very precious even, like, heavenly. Uh, uh, and, yeah, I love, for example, uh, paintings, and as, and as I say, and there's a lot of paintings that influenced uh, me through these films, like John Williams' water f- Waterhouse, Hylas and the Nymphs, uh, Camille Corot, Rembrandt itself, and Callisto, uh, Diana bathing with the Nymphs. So this basically is, like, also a tribute to painting, this film. Uh, if you take a still of whatever shot it is. It's basically a painting, an oil painting if you paint it. So I I also wanted to portray a very beautiful-looking film. I wanted to make a very beautiful-looking film because normally I I come from from directing um, uh, video clips. So for me, aesthetics is very important. And often when you see a film... They tend to be a story-driven or character-driven, but not image-driven. And I wanted to have an image-driven film.
0: You know what? Maybe I maybe I'm also reading a little bit into the narrative, but I, it just seems to me as a, as a viewer that this story was created out of pain but also a sense of liberation, not just yeah. creative, but personal liberation. Can you just talk about those two things crashing together? That must be such an interesting dynamic in creating this immersive world because it, this seems like so personal that you can really touch it and, and taste it, you
2: know? Yeah, for me, film is not merely a process of entertainment. I mean, for me, film is way more. I think that film as an art form has the 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 responsibility to make people heal. I think that uh, the biggest artwork of them all is healing. And I wanted to people, uh, uh, after watching this film, to question themselves, to liberate themselves, uh, to interpret whatever they think that the film is about. I don't want to entertain entertain with this film. I want to question and to open questions that I don't answer. The film doesn't answer anything. It's open to interpretation. I didn't want to make a film just like full of jump scares or whatever. I wanted to make a more profound film so that people can watch it and heal themselves and think, oh, man, these words are beautiful. This image is beautiful. These things is beautiful. How can this be sort of like a very obscure film? Why is that? It's because basically I believe that uh, there's light and darkness within us all. Yeah, and that's basically it. Eric, can can
0: we ask a couple of jello questions? I have some Guilty pleasure Jalo questions? It, yes, please.
1: Okay, <laughs> because it, I'm I'm just biting my tongue. I'm like, okay, there's this one part where he was looking this way, and then on the next, and, and he's I such a scholar
0: at... of your work. By the way, he's gonna probably one day write a book about all the inner messages of this movie that and you don't even know that book. he'll just cover it <laughs> A
1: book, not a book. There will be volumes of books <laughs> trying to get to the the <laughs> of Flower of evil What does it all mean? Man? <laughs>
0: well, I, I, we were just wondering some of your favorite Jalo films, um, or or remember. Maybe even westerns, because recently I think maybe six months ago, Eric and I we we caught the Sergio Corbucci film. I think it was called The Great Silence or something. And I remember, I, yeah, and, and I love they, it. oh, you love that, I, yeah. Is that one of one of the westerns you love? I just love without giving too much away. The ending, like like your ending, just threw me for a loop. Growing up, what were some of the movies that just? I'm sure these uncompromising visions probably informed you as an artist as you matured into who you are today.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, if you watch, for example, Conrado Osorio, that's El Señor here, he has piercing blue eyes, very good looking. He's just like Keoma. Keoma is one of my favorite films uh, uh, from Enzo Castellari, uh, that's starring Franco Nero. Oh,
0: I've got to so, look that up.
2: Yeah, definitely. Keoma is one of my favorites. Day, Day of Anger by Tonino Valeri is one of my favorite. Cemetery Without Crosses is a very poetic film by Robert Hossein. Uh, Return of Ringo. Mm, what else can I remember? Of course, A Fistful of Dollars. Uh, Django by Corbucci, The Big Gunned Down is also very good by Solima. Then yes. The Great Silence, of course, by Corbucci is also one of my favorites. Oh great. Uh, welcome. Bruce Berkey. Welcome to, hey. welcome to...
0: <laughs> We're here with Juan. We're talking about his film.
3: <laughs> nice How to meet you? you from from the blackout of a tornado.
2: <laughs> Shit, man. I'm you- glad you're alive, man. I, I'm glad you're doing good. Are you okay, bro? Dedication, dedication.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, we have no electricity, but um I'm I'm kinda here. I'm using my phone as long as it lasts, and I've got a flashlight. So hey, oh, that's, that's cool.
0: That's cool. We were asking one <laughs> about some of his favorite jallos and he was giving us some answers and you definitely need to see the the Great Silent Sets.
2: Those ones were my favorite spaghetti westerns. Uh, spaghetti, uh, yeah, my, my favorite bad. favorite yeah, my favorite Jalos. Uh, well, I, uh, of course, Suspiria is, one, is my all time favorite, also with Phenomena. I love Phenomena by Argento. Uh, also, this film has uh, some influence by Phenomena. I mean, uh, because uh, Jennifer Connelly in, in, in *Phenomena* can talk with nature, and for me, that's something so beautiful. This is uh, basically—I uh, had one. W- this script of Luz, the Flower of Evil* uh, before, and I was going to shoot it, right? But I went to the Amazon uh, to eh uh, Sorry, uh, that's a city here that they that there's Titus and lots of of ayahuasca i don't know if you're familiar with ayahuasca are you uh, not mm. not personally
1: but i've heard of it
2: <laughs> okay I, i'm, I'm aware familiar. of it basically a beverage a beverage that's called the vine of the soul and basically it's a drug that has dmt and and it makes you it's like an, an hallucinogenic and after i tried this uh i connected myself with nature very much and i was like shit the script that i have is terrible how can i will how can i write something about nature if i don't understand nature and since that moment we threw away that script and started all over uh, and it took all uh, over all other 2 years to write the script and to finalize everything and whatever so basically uh, also this all happens because ayahuasca and, and it's something similar uh, to, I mean, something similar to what Jennifer Connolly, uh, to what happened Gen- to Jennifer Connolly in, in, in Phenomena happened to me. I mean, I cannot talk, of course, to plants or to butterflies or whatever, but I have a very big connection now with nature. And, and basically, in searching for the black rainbow, that's going to be my other future it's a tribute also to nature. It's an echo horror. So I'm very much also in that sort of game. But also uh, uh, films that I like, uh, now speaking of jealous, uh, a Alisa, in a Woman's uh, Skin, I love. The House with the Laughing uh, Windows, I love. The Strange by, uh, by of Mrs. Worth, I love <laughs> as well. So, yeah, those I would say uh, and Tenebra, an opera by Argento, I also love. I think Argento for me as well as uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky and Terrence Malick are my favorite filmmakers of all time.
0: Bruce, how uh, was, how is was one selections on this Jallo? Were they pretty good? He's our Jallo king, Bruce is.
3: Uh, yeah, those are really good ones. Um, <laughs> I didn't hear any Bava in there, but that's okay. We'll, we'll let it pass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh,
1: you were talking about the the black rain the black rainbow is that the is that the pictures you've been taking and posting on the the social medias
2: no on social media i mean uh i'm I'm just scouting in is, is is by that what do you mean
1: Yeah yeah you've been uh, it looks like you've been taking a bunch of pictures like uh, like oh, near no, waterfalls no. or uh, oh, no, uh no, no, they are no, really no. pretty pictures No
2: no not at all I mean uh, I'm scouting but on a different project that I'm just the scouting manager of of the film fund here in Colombia because they're going right. to to have a platform so that people uh, that foreigners uh, foreign production can come here to Colombia so they are going to have these pictures in a in platform so I'm basically just taking pictures all over this month and traveling around but no the film uh, my film uh, Searching for the Black Rainbow is so far uh, a Colombian and, and Argentinian co-production and we will shoot it in Argentina uh, and I'm doing all of this in Colombia I mean the, the scouting so it's separate things.
0: Juan, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot. Any kind of cinephile, let's just say the cinephile works in Hollywood, and they see lose the flower of evil, and they say, man, "Man, this guy, he really knows his visual compositions. Story structure is on point. Let's call him up and let's bring him to Hollywood. Let's offer him a movie. Would you ever? Would you ever take that kind of meeting, knowing the kind of um, compromises every artist must face?" In dealing with the Hollywood system, first of all, that's probably a a huge compliment. But you know, you have all the skills to do that, and I'm just wondering: would you take that call? Would you take that meeting? Would you work here?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, of course, uh, for me, lose the flower field was uh, I made it so it can help me open doors, so that I can shoot my second feature and and so on with different budgets and and to get credibility and also to demonstrate that. I can do a film like that, looking that good and with all these nice parameters with very little money. So, yeah, I definitely uh, will. I mean, I, I studied in the United States, in San Francisco, and I'm more than open to go again to to the United States. I mean, for me, it will be a dream come, come true to to go and shoot in the United States. So, yeah, I mean, for sure.
0: Eric, you have a couple of the winners for this week. What, what are we offering as far as giveaways? you want to throw that out there?
2: Uh, yeah, well, um, real quick, does uh,
1: yeah. Bruce have anything? Cause I think it just butted <laughs> one, one time uh, earlier.
3: Well, I mean, I didn't hear a lot of the questions. Um, I, I, if, it are, if I'm doubling up on it, I'll just say, I, I really appreciate a lot of the things they probably talked about the cinematography and everything. I also really appreciate the way you kind of do the montage at the beginning and you kind of lay the geography and the symbology that's going to go through the whole movie. And I just want to say when I did it a, a second viewing of it, it even caught me more. And I don't know if you guys already talked about that, but it kind of creates this sort of mythological you know, framework for the whole movie. So that when you see each of these locations, they have some, you're like, okay, we're in the forest. Oh, you know, we're on the hillside with the crosses, all those things. I, I really appreciated that. I don't know if you guys talked about that at all. No, we didn't. <laughs> he just shakes his head. No, Nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I stumped him. One <laughs> um, well, other question for you. Okay, this, I bet you this didn't get asked. I heard you, you were in San Francisco and I heard you talk about punk rock. And I know that uh, myself and Eric both have some background to that. Do you have any dreams of some sort of punk rock ethos in a movie or a project to come? And if so, how would that manifest?
2: Well, definitely since I was a kid, I was also, as I say, an outcast and I, I was a punk rocker. Uh, and when I grew up and studied in San Francisco, I reconnected my uh, with with punk a lot, with punk music, with the punk vibes and whatever. So yeah, I mean, punk is a very important part of my life. Uh, I wouldn't think right now uh, that uh, my ideal thing or theme would be in film would be punk rock because I'm more into sort of nature and echo horror, as I said, are more spiritual things and matters, and occultism and all of these things. But yeah, I I don't know what will happen after searching for the black rainbow. So who knows? But yeah, definitely, I'm, I'm a freaking lover of punk rock and I love The Descendants, for example, is one of my favorite bands. So who knows what will happen? I, I would like to see Juan Diego's uh, green room. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> <laughs> green room, such a nice film. But yeah, who knows what will happen. But yeah, such a nice film. One of my favorites in those in that topic. I think he made a wonderful film with that topic.
0: Eric, you want to do the giveaway? We're we're giving Juan we're giving away two of your things, yes. two of your items this week.
1: So we'll, we'll give away uh, two. Let's see. You got a, Well, we'll give away. Uh, give me a two random numbers between one and fourteen, and we'll give away these. And then uh, next week we'll give away the uh, the German Blu-ray along with the rest of the uh, uh, posters tell our
0: audio listeners what are they what are who what are were they getting the two winners what are the two winners Oh sorry
1: getting? sorry we got a uh, two uh lose the flower Beeble dvds we got the uh, pink uh cover and we got the uh it looks like a kind of like a painting almost or like a uh what, what do we call that like a print uh, when you look at it real yep. close, it, it looks really cool. When you look at it up, up close, it looks like a maybe like a, a mat like pasted on there or something. It, it, it's really cool looking. But yeah, uh, to lose the Flower People DVDs. Okay, the winners are going to be numbers two and number eleven.
0: Number two and number 11 and again next week we will be getting more items away from lose the flower of evil thanks again to Juan Diego that's 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 very cool
2: that's that's very cool the important say these ones that you're giving away are the Colombian version the Colombian distributed version so that's pretty cool because in the U.S. there's no this version I mean you're the only ones that got it
0: yes I when I said this last week I tried to actually bribe Eric just to give me all the stuff and I'll just fake all the entries but he he is a man of principle and I'm a man of corruption so
1: <laughs> so the the names of <laughs> the guy here
0: is uh, Tracy Peters and Brad Carver. Okay, Tracy Peters and Brad Carver. <laughs> Eric will be getting back to you very soon to to send you these discs from Columbia. These are these are uh, these are these are special. And yeah. keep them on your wall. Do not Put them on eBay and try to flip a profit. This is a filmmaker, an artist, and he's giving it to us. So put it on your wall. Let it adorn your respective domicile.
1: Oh, I, I, I got I got one last question, and this will probably kind of go in into searching for the black rainbow. We we mentioned lose a flower of evil streaming. What are some ways that people can help you make? searching for the black rainbow as far as like uh watch like where's where's a good place to uh rent lose the flower Weevil or buy it or watch it streaming, uh what are some things that people can do to kind of help get the get the word out and help you uh get that next project done because quite selfishly for myself, I want to see you make thousands of movies so I can watch all of them. <laughs> so That's I figure cool. the That's more cool. movies
2: you can make, the better. That's very cool to know. That's very cool to know. Well, in streaming platforms, of course, the film is uh, in in the US and basically in all territories. So if you, if the listeners are in the UK or Australia or any other territories, you can check, for example, Amazon Prime. It's mostly there in Shutter. It's in all territories that Shutter is, except for Canada. I mean. The uh, uh, Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, and the U.S. This uh, on September. It's important to say that it's a uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, uh, and Shutter will portray this film as well as other uh, ten Latin American films that are on there. So they will promote it. So important to watch it on Shutter, but mostly. Buy the DVDs, the Blu-rays, and the physical media things. That, of course, let like physical don't let physical media die. Uh, uh, important thing also to that people uh, can help me doing my next feature, I would say that it will be through commenting, uh, leaving reviews on Letterboxd or IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, things like this, so that they get something like approval from people and tell like, uh, uh, so that the, I don't know, the industry, the producers know, oh, this guy made a good film. People are liking it. Let's going to to hunt this guy and bring it here or give him money or whatever. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, basically, if you, if you like "Who's The Flower of Evil or want to help me make Searching for the Black Rainbow, yeah, just uh, leave some comments on those platforms or watch the film. Uh, but yeah, as I say, mostly uh, get the physical media, the Blu-rays, the DVDs, all of this. So if they say, the distributors know that things get sold out, it means that the film was good enough.
0: Well, my final question to you is people, I'm sure, ask you a lot of filmmaking advice, asking you about specifically what camera did you use? How did you compose this long take or this shot or your editing sequences? All these things, working with the actors, all of these are very technical. But I'm I'm assuming a lot of the advice you give to filmmakers of any age is to, like what you do on a daily basis, is to actually live your life, where it's being engaged in humanity and civilization. And do you feel that's the, the first step in becoming a filmmaker as far as having interests, having passions and letting that flow through all of all of those tools. The tools should be a secondary part to who you are inside your soul.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, for me, filmmaking filmmaking is not about having or shooting with the best camera or the best gear or whatever, or telling the best story. For me, filmmaking is something that comes from the heart. I come, as I say, I studied filmmaking and I don't believe that many things that teachers told me, that professors told me are true, but I learned it so that I can blur d- out that line and tell, no, I know this and now I can pass that line. Do you know what I mean? Because it, wait, basically what teachers or or, or the industry tell is that they form you to be part of the, of the of the industry. But what happens if you want to make your voice be heard in a, in a different way, do you know what I mean? So we are all different. We don't have to follow the same path. That's basically what I would say.
0: We usually end our podcast with a final question from the smartest one of us three. It's not a it's not it's not a big bar it's not a big bar to clear since Eric and I are not very smart. So Bruce Perky, you, you have the final question.
3: Well, <laughs> well, I actually I wouldn't I would be remiss if I didn't ask him about the box because. We every week pick a movie from the box. Uh we literally, I literally put a slip of paper in a box and we pick a movie out that each week we'll review. Preferably a movie that's um underseen or really you're really passionate about. Um we've had filmmakers do it, we have just fans do it. Uh for example, this week we're doing Wild Tales. Um Okay. Do you do you have a movie? I mean you mentioned quite a few different movies, but do you have a movie specifically that you'd like us to add to the box?
2: Yeah, I would add two. I don't know okay. if you have it on the box, but Hagasusa. I love freaking Hagasusa. Yes. I love I will add Hagasusa. it. It's really
3: good, and we have never talked about it, but it's a really good one. Yes.
2: I can see how you
3: very good recommend that. What else?
2: Very, very good one. And the other one that I would say is Valerie and her dreams of one wand- and her week of wonders. Oh, I haven't seen that. I've never heard oh, of that man. movie. My goodness. Such a gorgeous film, man. Such a gorgeous. And, film. Okay.
3: And her week of wonders. Have you seen, and I'm just coming out of the blue here. Have you seen November?
2: Of course. I love November. We talked about (laughs) November. We talked about November. It's important also to say that the UK Blu-ray, it's coming out this month. It's the best one. It has an audio commentary also by Kurt Halfyard. That's a a critic of Screen Anarchy. And we talked a lot about folk horror and films that we love. Uh, And we talked a lot about November and Hagasusa as well. Awesome. Okay. Thank Uh, you.
3: I wish I could have talked to you more. Thank you so much.
2: No, thank you. Thank you.
0: So that is it. Juan Diego Escobar-Alzate, the director, writer behind Lose the Flower of Evil. I was going to end with Bruce, but Eric, you set this up. You're basically almost friends or colleagues with this guy. What what, Do you want to say something else before we leave? And I'll I'll shut up and I'll leave it to you guys.
1: (laughs) Okay. Minute 55 and 36 seconds of the film. No, just kidding. (laughs) Um no, I I, I just, uh, I, I thank you for coming on and I really appreciate your movie. I really appreciate you. You're such a, a fun and nice guy uh, to talk to and uh, wish you luck and hope to see more movies. And uh, if you have anything else to show or you just want to come on and talk movies, uh, doors always open and we'd love to have you back many
2: times that's great that's great i I love talking about movies so yeah sure count me in and i will talk with you guys a way longer about other films about other things that are that i am passionate about so no thank you very much i know that you like very much the film and thank you also it's important of course as for an indie filmmaker to get this kind of of approval from people that are Uh, uh, that are part of the genre community. And also it's very important for these small uh, indie and also Spanish films. Like in Spanish, of course, it's very difficult uh, for Americans to watch them. You know what I mean? Uh, They don't tend to to watch movies with subtitles. So I really appreciate this uh, a lot. And yeah, thank you for having me here. And I wish you all the best success. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and for trusting my vision. All right. Take care. Thank
3: you.